0: Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is...
1: Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots
0: to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech.
1: This is Two Blokes Talking Tech.
0: Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading Two Blokes Talking Tech. Thanks to the people at Netgear. Episode 5 from the show floor at CES. uh, Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 190. Stephen Fennick from
1: techguide.com.au. G'day, mate. G'day Trevor, It's uh, we're doing these every day now, It's uh, are you I haven't spent this much time with you uh, in, in my life.
0: Stephen's announced this will be the last one from CES, <laughs> and to be clear, it was Stephen's decision, not mine. Yeah, well, um,
1: but are you going to miss me tomorrow? I will miss you tomorrow, but uh, I managed to get around and see everything in three days, I didn't need the fourth day. The fourth day is going to be uh, Recreation Day. Okay. I'll be honest, same here. So, uh, lots to talk about, we have been a little bit of time on the show floor
0: again today, and... Um, I think uh, you got to spend some time today with the people from Netgear, Brad Heidi and uh, and I you probably interviewed Patrick Lowe as well. Uh, David. David David I interviewed. <coughs> He's a good man.
1: Yeah and and it was so the the, the uh, they just to just to explain it Netgear don't actually have a stand at the show. They take over a hotel that's a block away, not even a block away from the convention centre, so they can set up entire floors full of products. They've got meeting rooms, so it's a little, it's a little bit more uh, sane than having to run around through here, in the convention centres. So. And again,
0: their, their philosophy is, is very, very much the same as every other um, brand here. They are trying hard to. Um, to get the retailers to come in, have a look at the products they've got, um, you know, wine and dine them and uh, do the deals for uh, what will be on the shelves this year. So there are a couple of key things, obviously a range of products, but let's talk about um, the two big ones. The, first, the second one is, is a simple fun one, but the first one is, it's big and it, we'll get it in uh, around March. It's called Arlo. now. Arlo. We talked... In fact, they showed us last year the, the little camera system that they'd bought a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. View view zone. view zone. Yes, it was a good little camera. So they've rebranded it. They've completely re-engineered it and I it is really a are. stunning little product. So it's called Arlo. Simple little camera. You buy a, a two-camera kit or a four-camera kit. So... It's, it's about monitoring. So you have a little base station that you plug into your router, and then let's say you bought two cameras. You pair those two ca- cameras with the base station with the easy touch of a button, and then let's say you want one in uh, the lounge room and one on the front porch. You put a little uh, adapter on the top of the wall, screwed into the wall, or use 3M tape, and whatever you adapter, like. we
1: mean a magnetic adapter. very it's small thing about the these, are, these are, we should point out, they're wire-free. I'm getting no. to that. Yeah. They're, they're, it's a, it's about the size of a 50-cent piece, the little uh, the little adapter.
0: Little and, and the cameras are fit in the palm of your hand they're very small they're like an action cam in terms of yeah, size but they are 100% waterproof so they can be outdoors they are 100% wire free so there's four little batteries in the bottom of them when you get about six months battery life yeah, no, it's you it's whack it up like on the tall. wall
1: like it's got like a camera battery you know the uh, yeah four, the one. four of them yeah
0: yeah, four little batteries in the bottom.
1: In each, in each one? Yeah, it's a big battery. No, there's four. Of them. Okay. I didn't, I didn't see the battery oh, configuration. I'll, I'll take out. your word for it. Thanks, mate. Cheers. But, uh, but no. for,
0: because they're wireless, they're very easy to set up. Because security cameras are great, but you've got to run a wire either to a power point or back to the base. Now, this is neither needs power nor back to base. So 100% wireless, whack it up in the corner, and you've got yourself monitoring now. They've also then re-engineered the, the cloud backend solution and they're setting a server up in Australia so you'll have local server. And basically what that means is you can set it up so that it, it constantly, whenever there's, it detects motion, it records vision. So you can, from anywhere in the world, you can access the cloud and bingo, start looking at what was
1: recorded and who's there. Well, what, what's going to, uh, I think in the past, like security cameras are a very popular segment at the moment, but what has the, the, the pain points in the past for customers has been setting them up. They've been a little bit difficult. Cables, finding power. Cause you need to find a power point if you wanna <coughs> excuse me, if you wanna find Oh, <coughs> he's lost it. He couldn't make it through day five. <laughs> I'm fine, I'm fine but uh in terms of power like the traditional cameras you need to if you want to put them up high in the corner of your ceiling or outside then there needs to be power well these are not only wire these are wire free they can be attached with the magnetic with the magnetic base station they've also got night vision as well uh, built into it the old version I think had a separate light to to facilitate the night vision uh, and the, I think the fact that that it's so easy to set up is going to make it very easy and encourage customers to think well if it's that easy let's do it I think it's Literally, been holding back. It's
0: literally 10 minutes out of the box, they say. And um, and that's going to make a big difference for people because I've always wanted to have cameras like at the front door and back door kind of thing. and But I've, I've known that my, I'm not, my wife's not going to be happy with me, me getting a PowerPoint installed up there, nor is she going to be happy with me running extension cords and things through the place. So power's always... I think we've had wireless cameras for long enough that the you know, getting the network to them hasn't been a problem. But the, the power has been a big issue. Six months battery life is an important kind of guesstimate because obviously... That, the, the, that works on the assumption you use it for four minutes a day. So, yeah. it, look, if you're detecting a lot more motion, you're recording every bit of motion, the,
1: the batteries won't last that long, but that's fine. They're easy to replace. The good thing about it, though, the dashboard allows you to set different things. So, you, for example, you can set, say, between 10 p.m. and 6 p.m. that all of the cameras outside are on, none of the inside cameras are on. You can make all these different changes, so you might want to turn the cameras off during the day inside, leave just the outside ones on. So there are ways to, to set it up. You can even view them remotely, of course. You can say, you, you, us here in Las Vegas, we could actually then t- remotely connect to our cameras at home. I think they did a demonstration where they actually tuned in live to the cameras at the uh, the Netgear office in San Jose. Yeah. So, uh, and that just showed uh, the live view there. And if it does detect movement, as you said, you get, uh, and could get even a notification. You can uh, choose to save the video as well. Um, so now, in terms of the smart home,
0: what they're doing is they've also partnered with LifeX, which is one of those globe companies. So you're going to have the ability to potentially trigger from motion, turn on light globes and stuff. I'll tell you my only problem with it. My only problem is it's not as open as other systems. And and I really think the, the, the smart home can only be successful if it's, if it's almost fully open. I don't mean open in terms of security. I mean in terms of configuration and, and access to, to action. So the if this, then that is to me the most powerful kind of, Trigger mechanism that you can use for different things, and I would like to be able to have an Arlo camera yeah. that, if it detects motion, turns on a LifeX bulb, but also, it's I don't know, tur- lo- locks locks my door through Kivo or something, which might happen through the Ift. So, I think, I think that I think no. what'll happen is. I think they'll be kind of pushed into that because th- there'll be some great early adopters that want it, will use it, and they'll actually request that at such great length that yeah. they'll have to, they'll pretty much have to move to that space. But, but in
1: itself, though, it's still not a bad little self-contained system, oh, oh, mate. It, it is for, for the, the shelf, for the customer who just wants to, who's been thinking about it and just wants to have some cameras set up just for security, peace of mind. They want to maybe keep an eye on on their kids or their holiday house or their office. Uh, I think this is going to be a, a big success. So it's released in March, March, and it's going to be available in a two-pack and a four-pack, and then you can buy uh, cameras individually. But you know what I think? And you can have up to 15 cameras on one, base, one station. base station. But do you remember when I was showing you in the Tech Guide home theater the film Oblivion with Tom Cruise? I do remember. Do you remember the drone he was fixing up? I yes. Reckon the camera, the Arlo camera looks like that drone in Oblivion, don't you reckon? You know the white those white camp those yeah. white drone things flying around. It could be it. One, yeah. one of the ladies in that year agreed with me. She goes, "Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about, and you're right." So. Just uh, if you haven't seen the film Oblivion, starring Tom Cruise, Stephen Fennick has he's got
0: it on, on Blu-ray, and his address is uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a very nice theater, um, I live in four 4K four K resolution. In the <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, I don't live there anymore.
1: No, it's that's, all good. Uh, that's that's what I saw it. I thought, wow, it's the uh, it's the drone out of Oblivion. But anyway,
0: so um, the other thing was um, for people that have a little bit more than just your average home network, uh, you've got your router. If you're like me, I've got a, a little switch. When when we say a switch, we mean those little boxes that have four, five, maybe eight ports that you can plug network stuff into. So in my home, we've got I, I had one network put, put port put at the entertainment unit, and then I've got a little switch where I can have six or eight things plugged in. So I've got. I have
1: six or eight things yes. plugged in. The problem place I've got sixteen in my office, mm. and another eight in my in the tech Guide home theater. So I've got I've got three switches around the place, and the problem with them
0: all is they they sit and they kind of hover off the ground because the cables push them off the desk
1: that you sit yeah. them on. Because they're, they're usually light, plastic made of plastic.
0: Yeah. And so what yeah. Nick here have introduced is uh, is the click switch, click and this switch, is yeah. it's a fairly big and robust piece of kit, but it's uh, basically a block. It looks like a block of wood in terms it looks of size. a like power board. It it does look like a power port, but it's network ports. And what you do is you get a mounting plate that you can screw into your wall, your under the bench, the disc, on top of the bench, yeah. whatever you want. Yeah. And then the switch clicks into it. And the best part is the power cord is adaptable at different angles yeah. so that basically it will, it will look seamless anyway. Plus it's got
1: loops built into it to cable manage. Cable management. But you can also click it into, say you want it facing the ports to be facing to the left or to the right, or you want the ports facing out. You can click it however you like. Yeah. So it's adaptable. I was very excited by that product. I'm thinking, wow, that's going to be really – it's going to solve that issue where – and I've got this problem with near all my AV equipment in in the theatre there – where the, the, the switch won't sit properly because there's eight cables coming out of it and it's lifting it up off, off, the, uh, off one of the levels of the, Mate, of the just, rack. Just put Darth Vader and the Stormtrooper next to it and have yeah. them hold the
0: cables down that for you. That idea. might be the
1: problem.
0: <laughs> um, look, it's a great little product, but it, it, and it will come at a premium. It's not going to be as cheap as a basic switch, but look out for that one, the click switch from Netgear, and, uh, and there'll be uh, details of the Arlos and whatnot at techguide.com.au and eftm.com.au.
1: Shouldn't we have queued up the Star Wars music now, Trevor? Or (laughs) that's okay. Well, I uh, I was wondering. The intern just gave me a filthy look. I was wandering around the uh, South Hall, and uh, something caught my eye at the SMS Audio booth today. Mm. It was R two D two.
0: SMS audio is that the
1: 50 cent thing? Fitties, yes, and, I, and the reason I wanted to talk about SM, SMS audio is so Would I can up the fitty, so I can say fitty, fitty as well. I like saying that, but anyway, I saw R2D2. And I'm thinking, oh my god, I've got to get my photo with R2D2. And then I asked the guy. I said, what why is R2D2 even here?" And he said, "Well, we've got Star Wars headphones." Hang then, thought, then when oh, I hang on. <laughs> In turn, he didn't come in with a bag or anything, did he? No. You you didn't walk away no. with a set of Star Wars. Hit- You're losing no. your touch, my there friend. Was a, there was exchange of business cards, let's <laughs> just say. <laughs> but when uh, when I asked him, I said, "What the hell is uh, R2D2 doing?" And, and when he told me, oh, "Wow," I said, after I picked myself up off the ground, I thought, "Well, let's show them to me." <laughs> and uh, they're actually really cool. They're 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 normal SMS on ear headphones, yeah. SMS headphones. But they've been Designed with Star Wars patterns like the first first generation There's already up to the second generation would you believe how I, can I just say how I didn't know why, these why
0: are we not giving equal time to Hello Kitty headphones because
1: well,
0: uh, they're around I've seen those story for
1: another day yeah. but, um, I think you're showing a bias <laughs> towards Star Wars <laughs> the first range had Boba Fett a stormtrooper the imperial symbol, that Bob who? symbol. Boba Fett well, yeah, stormtrooper uh, imperial symbol and the rebel symbol, but the second generation is that like in Transformers, the Decepticons and the other yeah, ones. The characters, yeah, one. okay, the characters and the the different sides, the rebels and. The, we discuss yeah, in so the car the other I've never seen the show, so yeah, I know. And I, I'm still getting over whether I stay friends with you after that, Trevor. But anyway, the second generation is going to have Chewbacca. Darth Vader, uh, a Tie Fighter, the Tie Fighter design, and R two D two, and as I said, they're the standard on ear SMS audio headphones that you would buy. So same quality, uh, same design, the build is the same. They've just got these uh, the Star Wars patterns uh, for these different characters on the side. I'm very excited. There will I am geek enough to wear those in public. I'll put that out there right now that I would wear those in public.
0: I don't doubt it at all, Star Wars headphones, and I have also no doubt that within the next 48 hours, you'll be able to see photos of those and a full report at techguide.com.au. Now, I went over to the uh, the good people at uh, Henge Dock. We've, uh, we've seen them, and you've reviewed uh, other stock products recently. This is a very, very good-looking solution. It's called the Horizontal Docking Station for MacBooks. Not cheap, um, several hundred dollars, probably a $500 item. But it's fully powered. So basically, if I can describe this to you as um, a a flat dock that you sit your MacBook on. So it's for MacBook Pros. You sit your MacBook on it and it has kind of an edge on on the left and right side. No. Um, No And inside those, those edges are automated controllers that as soon as you sit your Mac down, it slowly pushes in and clamps your MacBook. And that, that does two things, it keeps it secure, but it also plugs everything in. So every port on the MacBook... So it
1: keeps it secure as in on the desk? On so the desk, yep. Nobody can steal
0: it. You can't pick it up, so you can Kensington lock the Henge dock, wow. and and the MacBook is secured to the Henge dock. The ports are all connected and, and then replicated 13 times at the back. There's wow. six USB 3, Thunderbolt 2 um, mini display port, there's two audio ports, there's an ethernet, there's Kensington, there's power, um, there's HDMI and SD card. All pumping out the back of this thing, and then you can you can you can lock it with a password so that you, you can't be unlocked until you enter the password on
1: the Mac. Wow. Well, this is, this is uh, the Hinge Dock I reviewed. The of so the model before this one is the one where you put the, your MacBook in sideways mm. and it holds. It puts the it matches up the. So you points.
0: can have three screens for your MacBook Pro with That's this. That's
1: what I was going to say. So if, for the person who uses their MacBook Pro to power their desktop, so for their uh, their monitors, so you can have three monitors with this one now. So there's two Thunderbolt docks. And there's USB 3.0 uh, and HDMI as well, so you can connect it to a television even if you like. So I think, yeah, for someone who uses their their MacBook Pro as the central part of their d- desktop and mobile system, then I think the Henge Dock is pretty powerful but i'm i'm surprised that that looks doesn't that look That's like a button to you? So on oh, the right hand
0: side there's a button that, so if you don't have it locked with a password you just press that and it oh. unlocks you press the button and the thing goes oh, I'm sure that to
1: be a, i suppose there's speakers on top
0: already isn't it yeah, yeah, you because uh, your Mac- macbook's still ex- open have oh. well. jeez you well there's two I, I would say to you there's two audio outputs right yeah. So set up some decent speakers because it's a fully desktop application. So, good looking thing, well worth checking out on your way out of the building because Elvis is about to leave the building uh, as I (laughs) as I can see it. He looks like he's winding up. Uh, It's the um, it's the horizontal docking station for MacBooks uh, from Hinge. We love
1: being horizontal. Oh hello. (laughs) That's all I had to say. You can take the microphone away now. That's all I had to say. (laughs) Next mate. Okay. Well. I was, uh, you know, I'd be Call of Duty fan. Of really? A shooting game. I'm is a that a is it. that a computer yeah, that's game? That's not a scoop. That's not a scoop. Call <laughs> of Duty. Any any first person shooter, uh, I'm I'm into it. But um, I uh, came across a product called Omni in the South Hall. Now, pretty com- hard to miss, just quietly. Yeah, like. it, c- it combines a couple of things. First of all, now virtual reality. We should touch on that real quick. Virtual reality has been like there's <laughs> Oculus Rift is here. In, in case the microphone didn't pick it up, what a bore is what <laughs> I say. <said. laughs> Yeah, once Trevor finishes getting a life, we'll continue. But the the virtual reality is, I've seen them everywhere. There's a few here, okay? You you saw all the drones. I've seen a lot of virtual reality products, including Oculus Rift, including this one, Omni, and several others. But the Omni takes it a step further. This one actually looks to me like virtual reality instead of just a set of stupid goggles. Apart from wearing a pair of stupid goggles, as Trevor describes them, there's a little base station that you actually literally strap yourself into so you step on this this, this concave looks like you're in plate. rehab when you're on it <laughs> yeah. so there's like a, a concave plate that you step inside a ring then goes around your waist and you have got like a, a belt a strap holding you in place so what that allows you to do is walk in the virtual world so this little pan under here this concave part. You can actually walk on the spot, and it's got enough... kind of like a treadmill thing. Yeah, 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 so it's almost like a treadmill where you're walking on the spot, and you can turn 360 degrees to then face whatever you're looking at in your virtual reality goggles. So it really gives you that experience. So not only are you... You're not stationary in the world, you're moving around, and there, there's the gun that's actually connected to the console, with it, whatever you're playing, will then allow you then to interact with the game.
0: I mean... For a fan like yourself, who also has the room, that would look
1: sensational in the Tech Guide Theater. Absolutely, but uh, yeah, I think it's. Uh, On the price, the price. now, well, oh, they didn't get, yeah. I didn't get a price, but you, you're talking thousands of dollars here. But this is a sort of thing where you really need to be an enthusiast for this stuff. You can't just sort of pick it up and think, "Oh yeah, I'll play this," and and then you're stuck with this system. You really got to be into it. Hopefully, they're going to support it with uh, more titles coming through because mm. the. Call of saying you want to play Call of Duty on it is one thing, but actually having that 360 degree virtual reality world is another. So, you know, you are hoping that, well, Omni definitely would be hoping that we'd be supported by these big game publishers and see virtual reality, which it is. It's becoming that way where a lot of people are paying attention. Facebook owns Oculus Rift. So that's not that's not just an asset they're going to park and not do anything about. There's going to be plenty of development around it, and I think you'll see that on Omni as well.
0: well I'll, I'll uh, see your or Omni and raise you or equal you with the the Formula One simulation at High Sense. I see how I've managed to get that in. Absolutely. The um, I don't know the name of the company, but a couple of young. Hisense. No. Is where you did it? It's no. Yes. Well, that's where we did it, but they don't have anything to do with it. High Sense no. are a sponsor of the Lotus Formula One Grand Prix team, uh, and they. Oh, thanks. Good. <laughs> so they've set up a, a simulator. So it's a three monitors playing the F one game. And you sit, you know, you can sit in a chair and you've got the steering wheel. It's been there, done that. But this thing has the whole actuators and hydraulics. So you're in the, you're in the thing, you're moving. It is it is a sensational simulator. And it was apparently $35,000. That's how much it set you back. So if you're fully into your Sims, I need to pay 35000
1: to get mine going. Hopefully yours is only a few oh, that thousand. Would, that wouldn't be. that wouldn't cost too much at all. I think. Um but it did look, watching people, and I do, I get what you say now, it looks like you're in rehab, but you're strapped, you're strapped into this thing. It's like you're learning how to walk again. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But pretty cool, I'm sure. The guys wearing the masks didn't care how ridiculous they looked. They had a great time. Well, that applies
0: to everyone who's who's using virtual reality here at the show. Imagine you're a um you know a promotional individual uh, who um, either one of the amazingly good-looking ones or just a random individual. But imagine you you know you get the call say hey we we want you to come and work for four days at CES and like, oh sweet you want to stand near some cars and wear something beautiful now we want you to wear a stupid headset for four days. <laughs> oh, you'd turn it down wouldn't you? Stupid headset. Mate they all look stupid. Oh no, no, no. no, please. Some of them like that. Anyway, Two blocks Talking Tech, the final episode, according to Stephen, who's abandoning the show um, as of this afternoon <laughs> here at CES. And it... <laughs> we do it all. We do it all thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear netgear.com.au. And we talk about all the the networking solutions. And don't forget that, as um, I remember Patrick Lowe telling telling the both of us a few months ago, um, the critical thing that that I've been learning over the last um, few months is that your home network is only only as good as the worst device on it. So if you've only got a single-band Wi-Fi network and your kids have got a really old laptop on Wi-Fi, and you've got the latest and greatest wireless AC computer, smartphone, whatever it is, your smartphone will only be operating at the speed that that laptop is capable of doing on Wi-Fi. So make sure you're looking for a dual-band or tri-band solution. Netgear's got a whole range of them. The Nighthawks are, uh, are pretty awesome, as well as uh, they've also launched their latest Nightgear uh, range extender. So uh, Nighthawk uh, range extender. So a huge range of products from netgear.com.au. Now, um, battery packs, plenty of them around. In fact, I'm pretty sick of them, right? So there's got to be 20,000 products for CS. I reckon 4,000 of them are mobile phone battery packs. We found one today, yes. So these ones are Wego, W-E-E-G-O, W-E-E-G-O we go. battery packs, right? Wego, that's very good. Thanks very much. I'll walk straight past them. But then I noticed that they had battery packs that also have jumper leads for your car. So you can charge your mobile phone or jumpstart your car.
1: Can you go the other way? Can you if if your phone's oh, flat? No. <laughs> if your phone's flat, can you plug them to your battery and well, then get a charge out of your phone? To your phone. Well, there
0: there, there appears to be a cigarette holder light, lighter thing there, so I'm sure you can just charge your phone through okay. the cigarette lighter. Well, okay. That be
1: cool. If you could jump a lead cable, with your phone. That'd be. Cool. I think it'd
0: probably. Blo- I, well, I don't know. Think... So
1: if you were if you were I suppose if you were broken down in the middle of the desert, you'd be stuffed anyway. Wouldn't it? your battery would be gone? Eh? Just top. No, no, it's all good. Um, so it's called the, <laughs>
0: it's called the WeGo. and uh, I put it on EFTM. It's uh, yeah, jumpstart if you car. Right, look, the thing the thing is we've I've had battery problems in the past. Yeah. And I, I didn't drive the Mazda for a few months and the thing didn't work. We had jumper leads, but we had to go and get the other car, bring it around, pop the boot, pop the bonnets, get them all going. With this thing, no other car required. Yeah. You keep that in your in your glove box, boom, jumpstart the car. Now, I've seen a couple of Twitter comments since I posted it saying that they don't think it would have enough power to jumpstart a car. Therefore, even the company have replied saying that they've done extensive testing. The different powers, the different size of the battery determines how big the car can be. So a a 4.2 litre diesel needs a bigger battery to jumpstart it. So the smaller ones will start a small car, no problems.
1: It's a decent sized battery, so you've got to charge that for a while. Make sure it's charged before you leave home. So it'll charge your battery, your phone, your tablet, and your car. That's
0: right. Awesome. Who would have thought? Uh, It's called WeGo, and I've whacked it up at eftm.com.au. Now,
1: uh, here's a non-CES story. Uh, <laughs> Breaking news. Breaking news, non-CES story. Well, it's uh, from Apple, actually. They've announced today that the uh, App Store has had a flying start to the new year with record sales. So the, the, the spending on uh, the first week of the new year, it's, people have spent nearly half a billion US dollars on apps and in-app purchases. And New Year's Day... 2015 marked the single biggest day ever in App Store sales history pretty good i i wonder why it's not like it was Boxing Day or something. I think people have got either new devices, new tablets, phones, whatever. Why wouldn't that be Boxing they've also got time. They've got time to think. Got rid I'm of gonna the family. Download, I'm going to download some apps. I've got time to look. And they've got their new device. And they've probably seen plenty of recommendations over the Christmas, per- holiday period. Uh, I think that, that might have these, these factors have contributed. And, wow, you know, that, that's impressive figures. And you know, since, uh, since since New Year's Day, I thought that was the one biggest day in however long. How's it been open now? It's been eight years since the yeah. since the App Store opened. So the other thing that I want to point out from that press release, because we both talked about the Product Red initiative
0: leading up to World AIDS Day, um, since Apple partnered with um, Product Red, they've donated over a hundred million dollars, twenty million in just the last quarter. So that initiative to have the apps and the in-store purchasing and the online purchasing on December the 1st, I think it was, World AIDS Day, uh, go towards Product Red has resulted in $20 million worth of donations. So that's, that's, uh, that's a credit to, uh, to Apple and to, uh, to everyone involved. Now, back to CES. I love this one too. Uh, you know Mobi, the, um, they do those little yes. um, great little uh, batteries for your keyboard, for your mouse, stuff like that. And you've got an iMac as well. Yep. So adding four ports to your iMac... With this thing called the magic hub. So what it does is it screws inside. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna talk about it and try and bring up the photos because they're better than the ones on the uh, on the on the press pack there. But basically, it screws into that big hole at the back of your um, of your uh, computer. Um, it screws into there, and then um, so where the power cord, where goes, the through. Power cord goes through. Where the, power cord go the power cord goes into it. So the power cord goes into the to the magic hub and magic hub has the power cord built into it oh, to so um, to come out of. Yeah, 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 absolutely. absolutely. Um, and, and you get as a result of that when you plug it into your computer, you get four extra USB ports. So this is um, I'm just showing oh, Stephen so a yeah, photo. Yeah, it, yeah. This is the power cord that comes yeah. with the and then that connects Mo-B, to the, the iMac. All right. So, that, so there's a power cord hanging out and and there's a with the with the magic hub, there's a there's a power plug that your normal power cord would go into. It's, it's an extra four USB ports, two on each what's, side. What's that port there? Oh, Stephen, I don't USB know. Three, yeah, I USB 3. <clears throat> no, it might be the, uh, the the place that you plug your USB from the computer I into can, that.
1: I can see where that would uh, help you mm. obviously extend the number of USBs, but also st- avoid any clutter desk. underneath well, on that, the desk. That's what yet. I said
0: on EFTM. It's like adding four ports without uh, using an, a millimetre of desk space. And that really appeals to me because four ports is nowhere near enough on an iMac. Yeah. It's, it's almost ludicrous so now.
1: two and two on the two other on, side. So it's side. four.
0: Yeah, yeah, cool. um, and and I think they must come different amperages too, because one of them says iPad on it, so. Great little product, really simple. Um, you know, just basically a pass through. So, your yes. Power, instead of going straight. Instead of the power going straight into the computer from the power cord, it goes through the magic hub and gives you four
1: extra USB ports. Clever use of that little hole on the
0: stand. Exactly. Fantastic. Clever use of a little hole. That's
1: just fantastic <laughs> for today. I love it. has got the intern laughing, <laughs> the eh? Laughing. Jesus. <laughs> hey, he was bagging us before. Now yeah. he's laughing. That's yeah. good. Yeah. All right, now we're uh, the Audio Technica stand I wandered past today. And I had a really interesting stand as well where they had a couple of attractive young ladies on uh, treadmills oh, and yes. step machines and I'm thinking hello, what's this? What sort, of te- oh, te- got your what sort of technology can I gain from looking at these women running on the treadmills? And, uh, th- there was actually and you got none. <laughs> they were actually wearing a product that I'm going to talk about right now. It's called the Sonic Sport. Now, mm. I know all the running you do, Trevor, and your mm. headphones falling out big and all that, right? On. Your earphones. The big problem is that you need to Hang find... On, so just go back two steps here. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> these are headphones. Earphones. What were they wearing? They were wearing Lycra. Yeah, they're, they're training gear. What you'd see, what you would see if you ever went out for a run, Trevor. Okay. You'd see this. Okay. Anyway, the problem with sports earphones is that not all pairs fit you. So whether because you're running, you you don't know whether to go for over the top, over the top of your ears, or the ones inside with the special clips, and you don't know what's going to suit you. Now with this one, the Sonic Sport actually lets you choose the form factor yourself. So the wire that goes around into the earbud is actually bendable. So you can bend it so that it goes over the top of your ear then inside your ear, or you could bend it so that it just goes inside your but ear. But it's hard yourself. enough that it, it maintains that bend. it yes. so right. think think of it like a like a little like coat hanger type wire, but not as thick as a coat mm. hanger wire. But it, it does bend and stay in that shape. So, uh, if, if, you know, there's no such thing in earphones as one size fits all. we are all got different size ears. That's why they put on those little different well, silicon buds. What do you
0: to say? No, but everyone's Don't got a like different shape. Why do you have to bring this up now? What do you mean? Something wrong with my ears? Nothing. You like no. that? geez,
1: you're sensitive, <laughs> sensitive. But no, well, you, you talk to any earphone designer. They'll tell you that your ears are as unique as your fingerprints. We've all got different shaped ears and ear canals and all that Now that you stuff. mention it. <laughs> so, this is a good product for you if you... If you You can never find a pair of earphones that fit you. I've heard plenty of people say, I can never find a pair of earphones that fit me. Sonic Sport from Audio Technica could be the solution.
0: All right. Well, I'm going to keep with the battery theme and suggest to you that the only other battery that caught my attention was the one in the belt. So there's a company called Zeus, spelt with an X, and I gave him a bollocking for that because
1: it's stupid. You say you got a I, stupid
0: name, stupid way to spell Zoo because it's going to confuse my children. I <laughs> said to the bloke, I said, "You don't have kids, do you?" He goes, "No." I said, "It's because you've spelt it bloody wrong." Anyway, um, so they have this is he he thinks it's the first in the world, but he doesn't know that for sure. But the company they've teamed I've with, I've never heard. This of it. is this is a bendable battery. So what I'm showing, Stephen, it's on the website eftm.com.au, is, is a bendable battery. So that's that's about uh, the, yeah. the, you know ten centimeters long, but the battery actually goes all the way around the belt and it's six layers and there's 2100 milliamp hours in that battery right plus there's a bit in the actual buckle as well and basically the um the 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 batteries in the belt then in the buckle there's a bit more battery power and logics and stuff and then there's a cord that comes out the back of the buckle and magnetically stays on the belt so you could be walking along with the the plug in your pocket charging your bloody phone
1: that's pretty handy. I, when I initially saw this, that's a good idea, great idea. When I initially saw the buckle, I thought there'd be like a little USB yes, port no. to put your own cable in it. No. And what, what about this? The, the plug, if I show Stephen here,
0: and you can look at it on the website, um, it's actually micro USB with a lightning end on it. That's smart. So that's
1: a- my- and so when you finish, the cord magnetically is hidden away. Yeah, you can hide the cord away magnetically, or you can actually unplug it and not, not use it. I reckon there's a better name than Zoo. I think you should call it the Geek Belt.
0: Yeah, well, I think Zoo's, Zoo's the name of the company, um, or Nifty. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, they've, they've done other stuff before. They've done a, this is their second crowdsourced um, product. Like this is a, a, it yeah, was an IndieGoGo, yeah, but it's right. now in production, and they've got right. some fashion designers design buckles for them. They going to some famous
1: fashion show you need soon. Do to go to that ma- that much trouble to power our batteries? Are we using them that much that we need to have yes, a, we a battery it. Stephen, belts. You, battery. You've never received a call on the
0: phone, on the radio complaining about battery life of mobile phones? Of course, of course, I have. Um, this is why these companies make these products. They're listening well, to us. They well, listen you know, to this I'll
1: podcast. It's a good idea. I said it's a good idea. But uh, like, uh, since I've been here in Vegas, every night when we're when I'm out, you know, I have I'm nowhere near my my charger. I've taken out every single night and needed to use a portable battery. Yeah. So if I could wear it instead of sticking it in my back pocket, then yeah. hello, discreet. You could be discreet about it. Mm.
0: All right, so I don't mind that one again. Uh, you can find uh, details below the belt. <laughs> it's just on the belt, actually.
1: <laughs> Two blokes talking tech and Stephen. Um, this is uh, breaking news. Breaking news live. Scribe, the uh, the well-known company, the uh, what, have, what do we call it? The uh, smart pen, pen smart manufacturer pen. is now on android oh that is sensei can we Breaking get a round of applause news. that's huge Breaking news <laughs> Android is. i've got, you I've you got want- a lot of emails about that it was only on ipad ios and since live Scribe three came out the smart pen which i think is about 80 months ago now or about 40 months ago uh then it's now compatible with android kitkat and lot there'll be lollipop support as well all through bluetooth so it works the same way as it does on ios But now all you Android users who have been desperately wanting to use the Livescribe 3 smart. Stop
0: emailing us. It's available.
1: It is now available on Android. That's a wrap from
0: CES 2015, Stephen. You've worked very hard. probably... Give you about an eight out of ten for your work <laughs> ethic this one. Uh, you uh,
1: and and the same mate, you've done very oh, eight out well. Latenia, yeah, cheers, mate. Yeah, no you've worries. Done very well. No, we both work pretty hard. Everyone thinks when, when we tell people we're coming to Vegas, everyone thinks, oh, you know, they think we're coming here for a holiday. But mm. look at the number of stories we've both written on uh, on Tech Guide and on EFTM and. Uh, it's not just here. We're not just here for fun. Even the Although interns has been writing fun. stories. Even though we had fun, we're not here for fun. We've, we've done a lot of work, seen a lot of cool products. It's been a terrific show. It's
0: been a good show. Uh, we will kind of reflect on it next week perhaps uh, in the Tech Guide studio or somewhere like that, and, uh, and we'll look back on it and uh, we'll talk about the rest of the tech world. But thank you, Stephen. Uh, we'll be back again. Next week with Two Blokes Talking yes, Tech, episode 191. Just one
1: a week from here on. One a week. We'll resume regular transmission next Wednesday night.
0: Thank you for listening. Thank you for now lighting. And thank you to the intern for the drinks yesterday and for his uh, whimsical laugh in the background. Uh, we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening.